Beaumont wants you to be able to afford your dream space, so they created Beaumont Max. Their maximum value, maximum quality tile range. Tiles under 20 and subways from under 30 bucks. Choose Beaumont Max today. Welcome to Homestyle with Shana Blaze for Beaumont Tiles. Tiles from just $19.95, subways from $29.95. Beaumont's new maximum value, maximum quality tile range. And every couple of weeks, I, producer Jane, have the absolute pleasure of jumping into the podcast studio with Shana Blaze. Look, it's all about DIY, renovating and perhaps even building here on the podcast, but really it's because... We love you, Shana, and we just want to find out what you've been doing in your life. Now, I can't help but mention that, what was it, a week and a bit ago, if you're listening to this podcast when it comes out, the entire country was absolutely enamoured by the Matildas, of course, the Australian team who got almost to the very end of the uh, Women's Uh World Cup. You were posting on your Instagram that your support for the Matildas, millions and millions of Aussies tuned in and people like me who really have not sat down and watched women's sport or any kind of soccer, I've got to admit, on the telly for quite some time, were completely wrapped up in the whole excitement. So what do you think? A a game changer for women in Australia, especially on the sporting front? Oh, absolutely. And I I think the thing is, you know, we're seeing this real incredible surge of women in incredible positions, but just being themselves. I mean, these, these... Um, players were so professional, they were so resilient, they were so focused, um, but also they were being themselves. And I think it's really important that we acknowledge, you look at the crowd of who was there, it was fathers taking their daughters, fathers taking their sons, mothers taking their sons and daughters. So there's this generation of sports people um, that you know, we've got the AFLW and I think we've got the strength of the AFLW. Then we've got the Matildas that created this magic worldwide because Australians all around the world got involved and we were talking the, about this event like it was America's Cup, like it was Kathy Freeman going for gold. And that united the nation. And for me, one of the biggest things is that this is the first time since before COVID struck that I felt we united as a country because when COVID hit, we were separated by state and there was a lot of argy-bargy between states. But I felt like I felt this collective passion where Matilda's actually brought Australia back together and we are so proud of them. And I think for young girls and young boys out there to have them as mentors and for sports people to look up to, I think it's it's absolutely priceless. Yeah, and for someone like you who... Look, let's face it, the the building, the, you know, the industry you've worked in for so many years has been so male dominated that I just feel I was in the music industry and the rock and roll industry, which was so male dominated back in the 90s. It's like any time I see women claiming space in an industry like the sports industry, you just go, go girls. Like this is so important, as you said, for younger people, especially coming up that they just don't, won't know a time where there wasn't millions of people tuning in to watch a women's competition. Isn't it funny? Because I was having I was having a chat with somebody just yesterday and we were talking about this exact thing and feeling a real shift and a real change in 
the perspective of women in powerful positions, um, and, you know, the Matildas, they're a powerful position because they're on the world stage, in that women that were sort of like against men or on the same platform felt like they had to be masculine to the state that they had to be to the level of men, whereas now the voice is different. You know, you look at um, Margot Robbie and Greta Gerwig and you look at the Barbie movie is that talking about women and strength on a woman's level, not on a man's level, which means that's full equality because we own our strength. We don't have to compete against men. We don't have to be like men. We can be ourselves and own our power, be strong, be thoughtful, be um, game changers in the way that we do it, that we're authentic as women. So I, I, I just see this beautiful shift of women owning their space and uh, it's just, oh, it is a game changer. Oh, you're giving me the chills up the back of the neck, Shane. I couldn't have put it better myself. Of course, you are listening to Homestyle. Thanks to Beaumont Tiles. Tiles from just $19.95. Subways from $29.95. It's Beaumont's new maximum value, maximum quality tile range. Well, there are certainly a couple who are getting plenty, plenty of attention on the block in 2023. And we are lucky, uh, Shona, to have them join us on Homestyle today. They've caused a little controversy. We might might have even spoken about that kid's bedroom reveal on our last episode of the podcast. It's welcome to Steph and Gian from the block. Guys, thank you so much. You're actually smiling down the line there. So uh, although times have been tough for you on the block in the last couple of weeks since the show kicked off, good to see you are still smiling. Steph, how's it been for you? Absolutely. Honestly, still smiling. I think, um, yeah, we're looking at it and sort of saying, oh, yeah, I could understand why I thought about that in that moment like that. Um, but I'm definitely now reflecting and thinking, oh, I could have maybe approached something better. Um, but, you know, it's funny. Your head is in that space in that current moment. And I think people do forget that um, it's the, the block world and the environment is actually something that we're getting used to as well. Um, and it's not only just like, okay, this is your task and do it. I'm sort of still adjusting to everything. So I look I look back and I, I pardon myself now just thinking, oh, I, um, I can tell that that person's a little stressed. <laughs> I, look, I, th I think the thing is also, like, you know, I'm seeing you both on screen. We have only met in person once and that was at the, um, what do you call it, the, oh, the sponsors sort of day where it was the launch. So, you yeah. know, to actually see you now all bright and shiny and happy is wonderful. Um, <laughs> but how was it in those first couple of weeks? Yeah feeling how daunting it is like and it's one of those things on the challenge yes we have talked about that bedroom but you go in with this direct plan and then you all of a sudden go oh oh um, I might have to shift and tweak yeah I think at the start especially we it's such a drastic change from the pace in which we usually live life that we're just like okay yep we're on the block let's smash out a room in 48 hours and let's not think twice Whereas that was probably our mindset for the first week and a bit. And then it's as soon as we kind of finished the studio bathroom, we're like, hold on, let's try and bring some type of normality to the block and actually plan things better and make decisions on the fly and make calls that, you know, maybe we can't do this in the time frame we're given. And that's a fine balance between us trying to deliver, you know, that studio bedroom um, 
you know, in such a short period of time without trying to compromise on the design details. Yeah, we definitely, there was teething, you could yeah. see, like, um, in the even just for the challenge, um, for us, it was, we were just so ecstatic that we had a room, <laughs> room with walls. And, you know, there was a ceiling and we had painted it, there was a carpet, you know, like, th those were the, our bare minimum requirements. <laughs> um, and, at, and at that point, I remember when I thought about it from a styling perspective, I was like, okay, this is a really large space. I'm just going to try and fill it up as much as I can with the money that I have, which at the time, obviously, you're still th thinking, oh, that's actually not enough because it's five grand and you need to actually pay for gyp rock and timber and everything as well as. So I learned that very quickly that, um, yes, okay, I think I need a better budget and actually have more money for toys. Um, <laughs> but yes, um, yes, yes. Yeah. even a toy would be great. A toy. Yeah, just, I, you only had I a toy that was given to you. <laughs> I agree. I, I agree. I, I honestly agree. And even just understanding the challenge capabilities that there were, people mm. were like, why didn't you just halve the room? I was like, was I allowed to halve the room? And then it was, um, oh, and for me, architect me, it's like, but if I halve the room, the door is in a place where we would have cut the window out and then it would have been a non-compliant room with no window. Right, and it's, see, that's my that's my architect brain talking to me yeah. and saying I can't do that. But to be honest, I probably would have been slammed for that as well because they would have thought, you know, why aren't you putting a window? <laughs> so you know what, you just can't win. I took it on the chin. I was like, you know what, all good. Let's move on. <laughs> yeah, and I think that's the thing about taking it on the chin is the fact that it's an environment that you've never been in and you probably never will be again. And so you you have to listen to those around you. Yeah. And I know there's a lot of conflicting because you're hearing one thing from the builders, you're hearing one thing from your builders, from the producers, from the judges, and then everybody putting their two cents worth in. Um, so there's a lot of outside noise. So you've got to take everything selectively and then listen to your own voice. So you've really, in the end, only done two rooms. Yeah. And yeah. so with these two rooms, there was a big difference between the bathroom and the bedroom studio for me it was light and shade in so many different ways in the approach um that's a big shift in seven days which is what you had to do so what did you do because you have known each other since you were 13 is that right yeah yeah we met when we were 13 uh, started dating when we were 14 and i mean yeah we know each other back to front but even in the environment of the of the block as soon as we got into that for like house one for the house decider we we kind of were just letting the block take us in its own direction and we weren't communicating mm -hmm. we were just going because we felt like time pressure we've never felt time pressure yeah. like that before and we weren't communicating and i think it was clear like you know i think one of the judges said like the room felt solid because it was because we didn't really have the time to sit down and say you know what let's let's liven this up which like let's do a wallpaper with clouds because that's in toy story we'll put buzz there and then like we weren't even, we thinking, weren't even thinking and we weren't communicating whereas and that was the same thing in the first week because we were having problems with our builder and you know we were in the 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 existing part of the house and we couldn't relate to anyone else because yep. they were in they had a slab poured they were already plumbed and we're like all right let's do a subfloor and we were kind of being dictated by the builder and we're like oh no this is not going to plan and we were just trying to stay above water yeah 
Again, but the bathroom was the same, like what we just honestly, said, like we're, we're just trying to put the four walls up. And yeah. and there was no, and I think it got to the bedroom, when we got to the guest bedroom, we were like, let's personify this. Let's yeah. think about the end buyer. Yeah. That's how I work in the real world. So now that I have a little bit more time to get my head around who, you know, the channels I need to speak to, the mm. foreman, you know, all of that, then we have some somewhat of a builder at this point, um, <laughs> you know, um, I was able to say, okay, who is this for? And let's bring soul to it. Yeah. And I think that's probably what you felt. Yeah, absolutely. There, there was a huge difference. Um, but the the combining thread, and it mm-hmm. becomes a contention through the whole series, um, are the beams. Yes. Uh, I'm a staunch fave from day one. That's how it is. <laughs> Darren, staunch no. And yep. so... I want to know the reasoning of why you put the beams in there mm-hmm. and where it came from. Cool. Yeah, so architecturally, I took the outside board and batten sort of feel as um, kind of a, a, yeah, a Japanese influence. Mm. Um, I took it more rather than a Hampton sort of style house. So I saw, okay, Japanese influence. Um, and then when I think about Japanese architecture, I think about groundingness, like things that ground you. And beams for me are a grounding factor. And I thought, how best, before going on the show, how can we bring to the block continuity? And then the thought just ran from beams running through the house and then it's like this continuous thread that grounds the person into this space. Um, and then further emphasised by they bought and bad and sort of um, lineal, you know, um, architectural features outside. I was like, this is this is perfect. So from an architectural perspective, it worked. And then um, from a, the way in which you feel, it also worked. I think the really good point that you made is that you looked at the exterior. So this is the first yeah. series ever that the block contestants mm. have had the privilege to see the exterior. Like most of the time they might be transportable um, where, you know, they're, they're dictated by a certain style. And it's really interesting because you went straight for that Japanese look. Yep. And then when I saw it, because I, I saw it, it was that was my second pick of that one. And it was the house where I went straight away, Frank Lloyd Wright. Yeah. So ever coming to your mind? Well, Frank, Frank Lloyd Wright is someone that I aspire to be, you know, like, you know, this amazing person. Yes, I think I would say that I'm influenced by him because he's my biggest influencer. But you can see that through my materialities and through that paired back of functionalism. Mm-hmm. That's, that's his key fundamentals, right? So, um, yeah, I think I layered that also with um, my passion in that Japanese sort of um, style as well. Yeah. It's interesting you say his minimalism because his original yeah, house, yeah. the one that's in the Met um, Gallery, have you seen that one, the Met Museum? Um, no. So there's a full um, replica of one of his rooms and the interior and exterior, and I think it was built 1910, 1912, 1914, something like that, yeah. and it's that early sort of Art Nouveau, but he had, you know, Art Nouveau was maximalism in fluid yeah. Things, but he had a very pared back version in the 1910, 19 sort of 10 to 14. Um, so if you don't know that, have a look at it and you'll just go, oh, now I can see how the exterior really represents Frank Lloyd Wright because it's not yeah. about simplicity, it's actually about this Art Nouveau house that he has. So um, the fact that you sort of fell onto that because the exterior to me, I didn't see Japan at all, I just saw Frank. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, I get you. I get you. And I can appreciate that. I think when I think of Frank Lloyd Wright, I think of Falling Water. Um, and I, I think those sort of, um, yeah, um, architectural motifs are something that I maybe resonate with most. You are listening to Homestyle. Of course, all thanks to Beaumont Tiles. Tiles from just $19.95 subways from $29.95. Beaumont's new maximum value, maximum quality tile range and a big part of the block as well. And our guests today are Steph and Gian from the block with Shana Blaze. A couple of weeks into season 2023 of the block. Uh, Steph, Japandi, we think, is going to take off. And that is that... Well, how do you describe it? Japanese Scandi. And there was another element there as well. Was it the Hamptons you were sort of referencing? Do you think it's going to become a thing? <laughs> um, Honestly, I, I definitely think Japandi is going to become a thing. I think people do um, actually know of the style, but maybe haven't articulated it as Japandi. Um, for me, yes, you know, we um, it's this encouragement of architecture and this harmonious balance with, with nature right so bringing nature in um yeah like natural materials very wabi-sabi um you know the imperfection as well because things aren't supposed to be always perfect so those are sort of models that i um actually like live by as well um and then of course it's minimalism it's functionalism and that's that scanty sort of element so when we think about that what i spoke about yeah just earlier it's about that texture that rawness wabi-sabi that's the japanese sort of element and then you've got um the scandinavian sort of essence which is functionalism minimalism and um yeah when you bring those two things together it's sort of like this beige palette neutral (laughs) (laughs) the the japandi has been around for a very long time yeah there's a few people that have touched on it like it's one of um neil whittaker's most favorite ones of of japandi and i I think the thing is also like you know you've gotten the light and bright but you can go the other way of japan you can go very dark very, very dark and, and, and have the dark panelling and have the, the very dark floors. So what what was it about going to the light version of Depandi? Well, I think, you know I, yeah, dark, I, I think with, with, with the render, we saw it, uh, we saw the, the actual home being so dark and we just, we, we, when we scoped out the site, we saw, you know, there was a beautiful magnolia tree and we thought, look, we're going to juxtapose the outside boredom button with the real light on the inside. Yeah. So we thought it was really nice because you'd walk through, we already had started planning our landscaping in our head and we just thought, you know what, when when the, when someone walks through the home, we really want to have that real pop of beige because beige can sometimes be seen as boring, but we see it as a really sophisticated colour. That you like, can layer with you texture. Bring, exactly, you bring texture into the piece through, you know, through stone and through really nice floorboards. So that was our, our goal. Our goal is to juxtapose the outside with the inside. He's becoming good at speaking about it from a design <laughs> I'm proud of him. <laughs> okay, I just want to throw in a, a new word for you. I know yep. you know the word, but um, beige has the same connotation as nice. So when something's beige is actually a negative. So just put neutrals. Just pop it in there as your neutrals and your naturals. Yep. Yep. And so we wanted to go neutral and natural. And, you know, that sort of is a lot about your I agree. So, yeah, get beige out of your vocab, guys, because people go, oh, it's so beige. I've got some lots of stories about turning beige. Me, No, I get you. <laughs> I get you. I, you know what? And, I, and a few few times in interviews, and so I do say neutral colours. Um, but you know, you you know, on the show, um, a lot of the mean girls would uh, reference me as beige. So to not um, to not bring light into that, 
I decided to bring, uh, actually, to not bring dark to that, I brought light into it. And I said, <laughs> you know what, if you're going to call me beige, that's all good. I'm I'm happy with that. Ah, reclaiming the power of beige. I think there's people who grew exactly. up in the 70s who are just saying, yeah, word, let's make it uh, popular again. Um, you did <laughs> yeah. touch on there, Steph, when you mentioned the aspects of Japandi, this imperfection. But I did um, notice in the reveal on the weekend, there was a little discussion about you being a perfectionist. And I think the quote was, Gian, um, it's, it's Steph's way or the highway. Well, there is no highway. It's just Steph's <laughs> way. So how do you actually, I mean, that is a fairly strong characteristic and obviously something that makes you good at what you do without the pressures of the block. But is it something that you've really had to sort of struggle with and try and reconcile with this, this desire to be perfect in a situation where nothing is perfect? Yeah, I think um, I think where I'm going in life is to be more wabi-sabi, to embrace my imperfection. I feel like I put a lot of pressure on myself in general as, you know, a young architect to be perfect, to be able to get everything right. Um, so I actually think that the reason why I resonate with Japandi now so much is because it's yeah, it's an ethos that I want to like live and to be. So it's I'm actually striving to not be like that anymore because I actually think that it's quite limiting and it's um and it's not actually great from a mental perspective to just be everything has to be perfect, you know. Whilst you know what, it can be perfect, but it can be imperfect. And what's the beauty in that? And let's explore that. And um yeah, I think it's a lot deeper now for me. But I think maybe I'm thinking about that now upon reflection. <laughs> but, I mean, look, I, something that I also saw within the first week, like it was such a drastic change that I saw in Steph because, yeah. you know, we went into the studio bathroom and we're like, let's do timber beams. And we were so fixated on timber beams that we didn't think about what's involved in that. Like looking, you know, looking back even just a few weeks, we we're like, how much time did we waste on an engineering detail for beams? Whereas what we took from the judges' feedback was, okay, maybe the timber is not working. Let's see what we can do with plaster. And can we get the same finish? And is it, you know, still, are we still getting the desired outcome through a more time effective finish and you're still walking through and feeling the same way yeah I, I think the thing is um I love the way you're talking but then I'm coming from a perspective of a long time ago is that you are both so young in this field the fact that yeah. you block at such an early age in your life mm -hmm. and career is only going to project you forward and I, and I just think you know everyone listening to the podcast to watch, you know, because I only felt everything you were doing, you know, because I never met you guys through the process. So I, I could only feel and see you grow through what you produced. And it was one of those things that I kept saying, I can't even imagine what you guys are going to do five years from now because okay. you're growing and you're listening. And I'm so glad to hear that um, it's one of those things as as an architect, it and I know I've said this, is that, you know, you tend to get in your own way. And so being being very rigid, you do get in your own way. And that way you can, it works sometimes and sometimes it doesn't. So I'm so glad to hear that both of you have now this thought process of we need to actually look left and right a little bit more rather than straight down the barrel. Oh, absolutely. And I don't want to be like that. And even like as an architect moving forward, like I, I know what I don't know. 
is in that's like a good thing because I want I want to be a sponge and I want to continue learning from everyone around me and that's why whenever you guys would give us feedback you'd never see any negativity coming from us and not being able to digest it because we you know we respect you all so much and you know in your field that you're people that we want to learn from you know yeah I think I think I think the exciting thing is that um you know everybody goes on some sort of trajectory on on the block but this is the very first time we've had an architect so it's been so so much fun as a judge to watch and I really hope people get that in the fact that this is you know this is the really exciting thing and some people say oh it's a it's not fair on everybody else but it's it sometimes works against you was there any times because of what you do both of you, because of what you both do, did you feel like sometimes it worked against you? I think even looking at the way that Steph approached week one and week two, it was almost like we had to peel back and unlearn what we had learned. So I think in that in that degree, it actually served as a bit of a disadvantage because in Steph's mind, thinking, no, okay, we have to do this, this, and this, and this. And it was like, well, no, we have like seven days to do this room. Like, and we're gonna really hit some roadblocks during that process and we're gonna have to change ideas. We can't be fixed on, uh, you know, a certain idea if we're gonna have to move on it. So I saw it as a bit of a disadvantage to start with, um, totally. but then, but then very quickly it has it, it had its advantages in the way that you know we Steph catted up the whole floor plan and we basically worked out okay can we run beams? How's it gonna run through the whole house? Because you know we were so particular on if we were gonna do the beam detail, it had to work through the whole thing. But also I think the benefit there is I'm looking at things differently. Why 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 beams? You know, and yeah. then I speak about how I'm trying to bring the outside in and, and whatnot. So I think those are the benefits of being an architect because yeah. I have that level of thinking. But then again, there are so many negatives for everything that John just said, sort of said. And um, it's that rigidness that you talk about because we're so set in our ways. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm really glad that I'm learning not to be like that. And I learned that a lot through shock therapy called the block. <laughs> <laughs> Um, guys, you did mention troubles with builders. For listeners who might be about to undertake a renovation or thinking about building a house or perhaps in a situation where they're feeling that this this collaboration with a builder is just not working, how much of a relief was it when you decided, look, it's a big risk, we're cutting them free? Any tips, any advice? Oh, look, I think I think similar to how what, what we did, you know, when 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 you when you feel that connection's gone, don't put yourself through just the easy option. It never take the easy option because the easy option would have been like we've seen some contestants do in the past. Just stick with it. And we knew that. Look, we have twelve weeks on the clock. We want to build the best house we possibly can. We're not going to get that and have the same experience with this builder. Mm-hmm. So we just had to make the call early, end of week one. And I mean, look, look how much fun we had week two. We just had a different vibe. There was a, a bit of a spring in our step. So a bit of advice, I would just say, look, when you're feeling that you know, there's not that trust there and you just don't feel the communication flowing, make the call. Yeah, and that's the thing. Communication with your trades is number one because if you don't have a good relationship, they're not going to do what you ask of them. Yeah, of course. Exactly right. Exactly. I mean, you even saw, right, we had those – I think a couple hours where we had plasterers waiting around because they were told, hey, you know, we're going to be plastering at three o'clock. And they rocked up at three o'clock thinking they're going to plaster, but they're actually not because we haven't got framing inspection. So there, there, there are flow and effects across the build. And you really need to be able to see your builder as 
your go-to, someone that you can trust and someone that you can trust is going to deliver on your vision. Yeah, I, I think I think the block is on high speed. So the learnings are on high speed and um, <laughs> it, it, it's quite brutal sometimes. <laughs> Totally. Oh, totally. Felt it. <laughs> we, felt it. we felt that we, we, we were shocked by it. I think you see us first shocked or delusional, you could probably say. <laughs> delusional when, when we first like come back from judging, we're like, okay, everything's fine. And then we're like, oh my God, everything is not fine. And then we're crying and things are not fine. And then we're down. Then we're like, you know what? Let's acknowledge how low we are and yeah. let's just know that it's never going to get this low again. <laughs> and of course, you are listening to Homestyle. Thanks to Beaumont Tiles. Yes, tiles from just 19.95. Subways from 20 $9.95. It's Beaumont's new maximum value, maximum quality tile range. Before we let you go, you did mention the mean girls. I mean, you're dealing with the fact that you've got cameras following you around 24-7. Uh, mean girls is, is a reference there that I think a lot of people will understand that you, you did feel that sense that, look, are they picking on me because I'm young, because I'm an architect? Or can you just sort of uh, talk us through that experience? And, and how do you just keep your chin up? It's tough. It's like being back at school. Yes. Um, look, I definitely felt um, felt. Now, I specifically say the word felt because um, I didn't know necessarily what was being said behind my back, but I did feel a certain way between some of the members. And I um, have an approach in life in general where we just have to be kind to one another. And I just tried to exude that as much as possible. All I can control is what what my what comes out of my mouth so so long as I was happy with what was coming out of my mouth whatever was coming my way I couldn't control and I couldn't even let it get into my vision because there was so much going on so um I just maintained being the true person that I am and I'm really glad that you can sort of see that um and yeah you know um it says more about other people what they have to say about you you know so I just um I'm not gonna say it was I'm not gonna yeah I'm not going to say it was easy, um, but I'm going to say that there are, um, you see who our, how good friends are on the show. And I have an amazing partner in John and he's a ma- massive support. So. <laughs> yeah, look, look, I think the thing is like, you know, as judges, we had no idea any of that was happening and, you know, we don't know anything. And I'm, that's why I ha- I hold my head high on every judging because we just judge the room. We don't judge anything that goes on during the week because we're not told and if we do that might have a standing on how we judge people um people's rooms we're not judging people sorry that was just (laughs) but it's good to see you have this great philosophy and has kept you in great stead and i'm really looking forward to seeing how people react to your rooms as as you go along yeah Honestly, so we um, and we um, we are very very appreciative of you, um, Shana, of course, and all the judges who were able to steer us in that right direction when we felt like we needed it. Everything we saw was constructive, um, and we're super grateful to yeah. yeah to it's have definitely you. like you know the judges' comments are seen through our home because we are improving the home week by week based on the the feedback the judges give us because you are the experts in the field and there's not one moment where obviously you know we're tired at every judging but it's like we really need to switch on now because we hear this feedback once and we really need to put it into practice week by week so yeah we appreciate you guys thank you 
Refreshing to hear. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Steph, Gian, thank you so much. Uh, We're certainly enjoying this season of The Block and people can tune in on Nine now. On the catch-up, we haven't given any spoilers, so if you haven't started the series now, you can binge it all. Thank you so much for being with us on Homestyle. Thank you for having us, guys. Much appreciated. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Before you go, um, I had no idea about the Mean Girls and... I'm just appalled. So I'm sorry you guys went through that. And, you know, obviously there's going to be more that plays out throughout it. So um, hold, you, hold you. your heads high, you know, yeah, and yeah. you've done all the right things. You know you've got the most amazing house. You know you've done the job. You've done the work. So um, I just hope you get rewarded in the right way. Thank, Thank you, you so much, Shane. So, I really appreciate it. We really appreciate it. Good but luck. That's why, we, that's why we don't see the beige word as bad. <laughs> You know what I mean? Exactly. Exactly. Because when someone's trying to criticise you with a with that word, then you know what? You've got to flip it on its head and think, let's do a positive out of this. Yeah. I think that's a better, better lesson to show people. Um, and for me, I don't have kids, but I wanted to be someone that my kids could be like, oh, that's my, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You, know? yeah. you get me. Awesome. Absolutely. Well, good luck with everything. Thank you so much. Thank you. Uh, that was Steph and Jan from The Block 2023. It is a must-watch in my household. I, I hope my son's going to become a tradie, Shana, because he's so inspired watching The Block when I force him to watch it with me. I mean, it's like he wanted to be a chef when MasterChef was on. <laughs> oh, but I think the thing is also he's around the house seeing what you've created and, you know, you've got your own drill and, you, you know, you've really got into your DIY as well. So I think even if he doesn't become a builder or a tradie you're giving him life skills you know not everybody can actually fix up the little bits and pieces in their home so I think those little life skills that they learn is so important rather than just relying on paying somebody to do it oh he had fun with the nail gun when I was fixing the decking the other day hey Shana next time on the podcast we are going to catch up with two people who I think you know, when you look at winning the block and 10 years later, of course, we're talking Alyssa and Lissandro. I think it's going to be a very interesting conversation because those twins have just gone from strength to strength. Incredible career. They've got a new show that's going to be on their YouTube channel. Beaumont Tiles has jumped on board for it. So, so looking forward to that. I am so proud of those two. They're they're competitive in all the right ways. They take everything with a grain of salt, um, but they really, they do the hard yards. They really do. And I, and I think, you know, people will be surprised about a lot of things about them. I think they're incredibly down to earth. And as much as they take a lot of the work seriously, they don't take themselves seriously. And I think that's really something that people um, should really tune in to, to have a listen to. That is next time here on Homestyle, as we do it all thanks to Beaumont Tiles. Tiles from just $19.95, Subway's from $29.95. It's their new maximum value, maximum quality tile range. It's been a pleasure, Shana. We'll talk to you in a couple of weeks. Fabulous. I'll speak to you soon. Thanks for listening to Homestyle with Shana Blaze for Beaumont Tiles. Tiles from just $19.95, Subway's from $29.95. Beaumont's new maximum value, maximum quality tile range. Beaumont wants you to be able to afford your dream space, so they created Beaumont Max. Their maximum value, maximum quality tile range. Tiles under 20 and subways from under 30 bucks. Choose Beaumont Max today.